Oh, hello. You're still here. Welcome to episode one of Jackknife Chicken Truck. I'm sitting here at 10.45 p.m. yet again, recording an episode at the last minute to publish for Wednesday. I was supposed to publish an episode last week, thinking I could do it with my hand recorder that I took with me to New York. But A, I couldn't find a free moment to do it, and B, when I tried to do a test record, I found out that the screen wasn't working right. Oh well, technical difficulties, but I shall prevail. You're probably wondering why I was in New York last week. Well, my wife had tickets to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, a play on Broadway. I wasn't a big fan of going to New York, but she had no way to go with. I made a deal with her to go with her she could find someone to go to the play with her. So she found a high school friend who was in Harry Potter to go with her. So we, got in, we took the train in on Saturday morning, which is a very different experience for me. Because normally I drive everywhere, or I take the, an airplane. Well, we decided to take the train because I didn't want it to have my car up in New York and get anything to happen to it. And the experience on the train is far different than traveling via airline. First off, they don't wear your bags. Second off, there's no security. And third, nobody seems to care about what's going on. And they don't check your ticket till you get on the train and you're already moving, which is kind of funny. Because then they have to kick you off. But I don't, I don't know how that would work. But anyway... The train ride was very peaceful going up, and I found out that we go through a lot of dead zones from cell phones reception, which I didn't expect. They had on, on board Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi was meh at most. Fortunately, I had enough media to watch and listen to on the way up. On the way back, I was so tired and out of it from lack of sleep from running around New York the whole time that I basically slept off and on throughout the whole train ride back. But I'm probably skipping the actual trip. The trip to New York was a lot of fun. We went to the World Trade Center Museum. We got in on an episode of, two episodes of $100,000 Pyramid. We went to a taping of The View. You're probably wondering why I went to The View. Well, Martha Stewart, who I love because of the Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart show, was on there. You're probably wondering why I went to the $100,000 Pyramid. Well, one of the episodes, Snoop Dogg was, was a guest on $100,000 Pyramid. I kept daydreaming that they're probably hanging out together, having fun, doing all kinds of best friend things. But I digress. Tuesday, went to the view. Monday, we saw $100,000 pyramid. Wednesday, my wife had her play, and I decided to take myself a tour of New York, Professor Robot style. I basically went online and found a website that had 24 locations that Mr. Robot was shot at. I decided I'd be able to list down to 17 items. Of the 17, there's 15 I really wanted to do. I only ended up hitting 10. Three locations are in Coney Island, a couple were on the outskirts of New York, and the rest were in Manhattan. I ended up hitting a bunch of items, but they were all closed. Just my luck. As the night wound down, I hit number 9, which was Think Coffee, which is the very, where the very first scene of Mr. Robot takes place. I then had a choice to go into the one, like this one cafe or the stoop where Elliot's apartment was. Because I was meeting my wife to go to a burlesque show after that her friend suggested, it was easier to go to the stoop. The stoop was only 10 minutes away from the burlesque show. So, thanks to Google Maps and my ability to read a map, I was able to get to the burlesque show on time. Pardon me, I just yawned. The one complaint I do have about Google Maps is that when I was doing navigation involved the subway, 
it would tell me what route to walk, but really wouldn't guide me. So I'd have to keep checking the map and seeing if I was going the right direction. It was very frustrating. A couple times I ended up not reading the map correctly, and when I tried to do a transfer, I ended up getting on the wrong train. I'm not sure if it was lack of direction or if I didn't know what I was reading. Fortunately, on my travels, I only ran into about three people asking for directions. I was only able to help two of them. The one lady, though, was telling me that she had a problem reading maps spatially. So, I happily showed her how to read her map. That made me feel very good being able to show a person a trick on how to use Google Maps. Throughout my travels, I also did Uber Pool, which is a very interesting experience for me. Normally, when I've ridden Uber, the Uber drivers have been very friendly and very talkative. With Uber Pool, when I got in the car, the girl sitting next to me didn't say a word and her eyes were glued to her phone. And the driver said three words to me, are you Joel? I spent the entire 15 minute ride, or what it claims a 15 minute ride, on my phone, looking at stuff, keeping the silence going, not wanting to break the protocol. When I got to my, my stop, the Uber driver said, this is your stop. I looked at him and said, are you talking to me? And he nodded, and I got out. Very different from any other Uber, Uber experience that I had. Long story short, subway transportation is really awesome if you can read the maps. The map isn't that bad unless you're trying to do a transfer. All in all, the trip to, to New York was fun. Would I do it again? Yes. Would I stay in New York? No. I would stay in Jersey. I'm very, very interested in travel now because I'm also planning a trip to Vegas with our, my friends from college. And anybody who listens to the Stream Conscious podcast knows that Joe and I never stop talking about Vegas. My friend Avik is a deal hunter, or I don't know if a deal, a travel ninja. He knows all the ins and outs of how to get a good deal. And unfortunately, the dates we chose for our trip breaks every cardinal law of cheap travel. We're going on a weekend, and we're going nonstop, and I forget what the other rules are. But long story short, if I, the room I want to get is about $585 for four days. If I get three days from Tuesday to Thursday, it's only $114. One less day and $400 cheaper. For some reason, the rates during the weekends are more expensive, which I get, because that's how it goes. But, at the same time, my friend got a deal where he got three, three days comped, which made his total $385. Apparently in Vegas, and at a lot of other hotels, you have to pay a, a convenience fee, or a hotel fee, whatever they want to call it. For the Luxor, it's $35 a night. So if you go to a deal hunting site, and you find an awesome deal, if you read the fine print, you have to cough up $140 on, ch- on check-in or check-out to get that room. So when you think you have an awesome deal, actually you don't, because you didn't read the fine print. This is also the first time I'm planning a trip without using AAA. Part of my yawn, it's getting a little bit late. But like I was saying, without AAA, I'm doing this all on my all, all on my own. And it's been quite an experience. Because there's all these tips and tricks about checking back and putting things in your card and leaving things in your card and looking for discount codes and waiting for other codes to go by. I've got a couple months to go, but I plan on getting a good deal in my room. Pretty much the flight is set in stone of how much it's gonna cost.
and the only way I can really get a deal on that is if I buy some gift cards from Sam's Club, which will save me about 14 bucks. Is it really worth it? Not really. But you know what? I'm doing it just so I can say I did it. Hopefully, this is not too rambly, and I can get some constructive criticism on my episodes. Have a good night, and maybe next week we'll have, a, we'll have some music. Only time will tell. Good night, folks. Good day, folks. Whatever time of day it is, good time of day.